if you kept it real. Okay. As real as it was the first time we met. Oh, like unfiltered. Yes. Oh. That's what I love to hear. That's exactly what I love to hear. I'm scared. Um, but you remember that conversation though that we had, yeah? I do. Listen, that thing is, I don't, yeah, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be fake. So I know what I said and I remember exactly what do I said. Do you feel like a lot of people are fake in the industry? Mm, I feel like, yes, but I feel like we all have the potential to be who we want to be and be real. But because we're trying to keep up images and we're trying to be seen with the crowds. Right. You know, we're trying to be seen chilling at so-and-so. You know what I mean? I'm have you never felt the pressure to do that, though? I have, but on a small scale because, you know, I haven't... On been... a small scale? <laughs> no, no, I mean small scale because I'm not like, I'm not like a hundred... I haven't been in the industry for like 10 years. No, of course, So of I can't course. say, yeah, no, in 2010, I was chilling at Joburg Theatre Stages Cafe. And, no, of and, course. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But from what I've seen and what I've experienced in the short time that I've been working, um, the pressure is definitely there. Yeah. But it comes from from everybody not knowing as well. Because it's like, okay, we all don't know what we want yet. But. Well, a lot of people actually do know what they want. A lot of people do, but they still succumb to the pressure. But that I don't understand. But from my experience, it's like, we all don't know what we want yet. Right. But let's go with what's coming, what's trending, and let's go. Do you you refer to yourself as an artist or a creative? Hmm. I think... Mm, that's tricky. That is quite. <laughs> it's, 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 it's only it's only tricky because I do make art. However, it's not only art. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think because of the nature of maybe if I can say what a what a director is, we create. Do you know what I'm saying? But you create art. But we create art. Yeah. But I don't know which one is limiting because artist. Artists, it's I don't know, but creative is. I think it's the connotations of the word artist. Yeah, I think it's the the connotations of the word artist and what we associate with being an artist. Yeah, and usually when we think artist, we think struggling. Exactly my point. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? No, but you do know, or do you use them interchangeably, artists and creatives? I mean, I believe I'm an artist who is creative. Oh, so, come through! So I don't know. <laughs> that's so a I'm good like, one. Which one is it? No, that's a good one. Can okay. I just say that you're the first woman mm-hmm. on Art as Culture? Yes. So shout out to you. I'm Thank so you excited so that you were able to make to it. Um, and it's it's not that there's a shortage of women in the creative mm-hmm. industry. There's many. There are many. Yeah. I just found it a little bit easier to uh-huh. reach out to the guys. So maybe I must do some internal reflection. Maybe, maybe it's internal reflection or maybe the maybe there's something with the women in the industry because generally as females, we are competitive. With, with Vindictive. Towards, towards each other. <laughs> I mean that too. I mean that too. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Girls, why do you think that is? What? So the reason why we are we, the way we are, especially as artists. I don't know. I think it's because we want to be the pioneers. So, for example, I, I'm a sketch artist, right? Mm. And I'm the first female uh, to do sketches by myself, like one woman sketch shows. And then some, someone, who, someone else who's a female artist comes at me and she's like, okay, cool. You're really great at what you do. But then she goes around and then it's like, okay, wait, but are we, are we friends? Are we not? Because that's another thing I've noticed is that we'll say, oh my gosh, that was so great. And then turn around. Oh my gosh, did you see that? The friends thing is a real thing. The friends thing is a real thing. The competing as artists is a real thing. The wanting to be the first ones to do this as a female is a real thing. But I suppose it's also because it's kind of a male dominated space. Right. Just a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Which spaces are not male dominated? I mean, hey, it's patriarchy. I mean, (laughs) so my thing is, I've just been thinking about a lot of how we're all saying the same thing. So if I go to a, if I'm hanging out with a group of friends and then, you know, the chat that day is that patriarchy is really bad. What's going to happen is that you're going to walk away from that. And without even actively thinking about what you guys were speaking about, now you are going to propagate that narrative or you're going to perpetuate it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm trying to get to a point where, yes, let's have the conversations, but let's also 
critically think about the things that we're saying and be conscious of what we are of putting course. out. Of course. You know what I mean? So this whole thing about women being competitive, is that a lived experience for you or is that something you've just heard? And No, it's a lived experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to move away from things I haven't lived as in when I say something, it's because I've experienced it mm. or because I've ex- I've been close to someone who's experienced it. Mm. Not just, oh, I saw this and hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? So for me, com- being competitive as females is a real thing. Um, I think it's, again, goes back to what we said about patriarchy, it being all over the world. Right. Um, so everything is seen through the male gaze. And as a result, if you're that singer, you know, and you have that thing going for you, you want, I don't think I've, I've experienced it. Like I had a really good show, but somebody who I thought was my friend wasn't about me that day. And mm. I was like, is it because I did well? Mm. I don't know. Should I not have? Because you're so, talented in your own way, as am I. Do you think... I actually lost my train of thought. <laughs> You've okay. got a very beautiful voice. Do you sing? Yes. Yes, you do sing. So I'm going to ask you to just uh, drop us. <laughs> no. I promise, please. This is. I'm going to use this as an introduction. So oh do you mind? Gosh. Wow. So what, what am is, I going to sing? Anything, my darling. Anything. <clears throat> just give oh it to us. Sing. It's a safe space. <laughs> no, I need... I, I don't just... Guys, come on! <laughs> come on! Don't think about it too much. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hmm. What, what words do I know well? Guys, I'm always singing Lyra. Whenever whenever anybody asks me to sing, it's either Lyra or Amanda Black. Okay, between the two, maybe you should pick. Amanda Black. Amanda Black. Uh, okay. You? <laughs> Why am I so nervous? Oh my gosh. Okay, um, hmm. Okay, I got it. It's like so high-pitched. Why am I starting with the song? <laughs> okay, fine. I wonder was a panela, was a panela, if it was a pillar. I wonder was a panela. Beso pelela, if we was a Oh my God! Welcome to it. It is the Art as Culture podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you guys will um, mistake this episode for the music episode, but it is indeed the storytelling episode. A focus on the value of acting with a wonder do Bay. Yes, that was beautiful, y'all. It ain't Amanda Flag. It's a wonder, Amanda. Come through. Come through, Amanda. You ain't the only one, boo. Um, that was beautiful. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. You've got such a nice texture to your voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Artist Culture Podcast, shifting perspectives on creativity. There's been a huge surge in conversation on the value of the arts mm. and creative industries alike. One such concern is the value and the worth of our artistic contributions, particularly acting. Mm-hmm. How do we reassert the importance of this craft and why has it become just a stepping stone to fame? Hmm. Our guest today will speak on the lost craft. Do hey. you feel like acting is a lost craft? A lost craft? It depends on what you mean by lost. Could you maybe elaborate? I mean, what do you think I mean by lost? I think lost as in maybe saturated and as a result, it's dissolved, like it's it's blanketed, as in we all are doing a certain kind of acting. So as a result, what is acting? You know what I mean? I love that. So that that's what I understand when you say that's lost. That's beautiful. Let's run with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely beautiful. Okay. So do I believe acting is a lost craft? Mm, from what I've seen, no. Mm. I don't think so. I think it's only because I am a bit younger. So I've I've seen a variety of performers. I've seen people who are really hungry, people who are really, really, really pushing. So... 
from what I've seen and from those I've experienced and from those who I'm friends with, I don't think it's a lost craft. I just think that maybe it comes across as lost because we're constantly recycling actors. So when a new Mzansi Magic movie comes out, then we only see Oguti. Oh, or when a new play comes out and literally there's no names, so to speak, then we go, wow, shoo. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we're used to seeing what we're used to seeing and maybe that's why people might think it's lost or people might think that there's no chance for them or that, oh man, is it even worth it? You spend a lot of time in the theatre mm -hmm. environment, mm -hmm. yeah? That's true. Do you find that, you know, the same complaints or issues that one would find with the, the television industry are are as a parent in the theater industry like recycling talent and cattiness and superficial interactions i mean i think superficial interactions to start off with in the theater industry i think it definitely is a thing i think again because we're trying to keep up appearances so generally, I think there is a level of superficialness. Yeah. Um, cattiness as in like back chatting or like what arguments or like people getting tired. I mean, in the beginning, we spoke about how women are very competitive. That's true. So the bitchiness, the oh, okay. oh she's doing the role or she got the role that I wanted. So, you know, things that I thought only happened in movies. Okay, got you. Um, mm, Not that I've seen, hey? Yeah. Not that I've seen. I think behind the scenes when it comes to like a big cast and there's a lot of females and there's a lot of males and you know when you're working with male directors then it's like oh okay. That's the kind of cattiness that I've seen. Yeah. Not oh, oh my gosh, I don't like you. Not 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 recently, okay. but before I have um but recently not so much. I think it's more Again, trying to get attention so that you can be seen with so and so, so that mm, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a third point I forgot now. Uh, you said cattiness. You said superficiality, and there was recycling a, of talent. Recycling of talent. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I think to a certain to a certain degree and it's i mean what what do we call recycling of talent these days because it's it's one thing to to want to go to the top which means you need to be in a lot of things right and there's one thing to just be that go to right oh. i've seen i've seen go to but i, I I'm, I'm wanting to steer away from okay sharp we're always gonna call usbandani because this one ah shame when he's in the show it's a show when she's in the show it's a show that go-to thing is also a bit problematic for it me is. because it i'm really just is. like there's a pool of talent oh yeah so if i'm a producer and i'm always going to the same person ish okay true no i mean help me understand help me understand okay. if i'm a producer and i'm always going to the same person shout out to that person for building such a good cool reputation or work ethic for cool. themselves but I mean, there's so many other people that could be given the platform to show off their talent and their skills. So of course. where who where do we shift the blame? Okay. I think okay, as as artists now we always wanna find our group of people who we can work with, who we can trust, because you know in this industry it's it's kinda hard to depend on people because you'll you'll agree that okay, cool, we're gonna make this show or whatever and then oh sorry guys, I got a gig. And then what happens next? So I think it's it's fear that's kind of causing people to recycle. But at the same time, it's it's that thing of, okay, cool, no, we're going to recycle. We're going to recycle because, I don't know, it, I think it goes back to perceptions. Like in the TV industry, we know, Uguti, when you see Nomza Mumbata, for example, People sure, are gonna watch girl, the show. Don't name drop. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I was like, do I name drop? Don't I? <laughs> I'm joking. No, but that, that's that's what I mean. Like, yeah. they'll be cast because you know appearances. Because that's why they that's why they may or may not be recycled as people. Yeah. Um, but I think in the theater biz, it's more of how talented you are, and again, connections. Mm. I think it's. I mean, it's apparent in the TV industry, but I think I'm really starting to realize that it's apparent in theater as well. Mm. Is that who you know? also plays a big role in terms of how much you get recycled or not. Do you have a preference for the one or the other? What do you mean? For theatre or television? Oh, do I have a preference? I mean, I enjoy TV, hey? 
I do. I like watching it. I definitely wish to make it, you know, um, be it writing, producing, whatever the case is. So are you more attracted to behind the scenes? I, at the moment I am, mm. at the moment I am, I must think I can't act, guys, I can. Okay. I really can. Because we know you can sign, and, so you can act. <laughs> <laughs> I really can and I really do, but I really am attracted to, I think for the reason for me why I like behind the scenes is because I, I've come to know that making art is a collaborative process. Mm. So what what people what people around me normally have an issue with is yo man i've got this script and i don't know what to do with it i'm like okay cool let's do something i'm always ready to do something hence i find myself behind the scenes hence because it's like okay cool i don't know what to do i always know what to do okay so as a result it's like okay sharp let's go right oh you have the script okay no give it to me Oh, you think it's hard to find funding? No, let's go. What's stopping you? Oh, that's dope. Do you know what I that's mean? That's dope. Like yeah. even if we don't find the funding, the point is there's something to be done, and right. people are, and 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 what I'm noticing is that people sit, yeah, and they wait. They sit on ideas. They sit on ideas. They sit on huge potential. If you want to make money, money making things. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking musicals. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm and talking. I think it's 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 from that place then that artists will say things like oh it's so hard to be an artist oh yeah woe is me you know and not to not, not to, to water down the yeah, actual struggles to, because they no, exist exactly right exactly. but sometimes i think it's a matter of just being proactive about your shit true and uh, reaching out to someone like awande because i think you know it's absolutely important for us to have conversational platforms like these where Definitely. you 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 listen out and you hear that oh i wonder is the kind of person that's a little bit more proactive than i am let me reach out to her mm. so i think you know the collaborative efforts are something that we should definitely work a little bit more to foster it it really it's necessary yeah. because making a film making a play doing anything that is related in any way in the world actually yeah. requires a team of people even in corporate yeah you don't just have a ceo and that's that how did your family receive you wanting to get into the arts oh no they were supported from the get what ah oh, that's lame there's no tension at all i've been like a like I was that kid in grade one who did I Stedford, you know, with the poems and the acting and all yes, of that stuff. Me too. So we, we went all the way up until, you know, choosing our subjects in high school. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm taking drama. They were like, it's fine. We're not going to force you to take anything. Mm. Because at the end of the day, whatever happens, it's you. Right. So whether it, whether it flops or whether it, it's a success. It's, it's on you. you. Yes. So that's, that's when I was just like, okay, cool. But I was very clear from the get-go mm. that, listen, the arts is what I want to do. I don't see myself in corporate unless it's arts related. Right. You know, um, and they've just been running with me. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's hectic you. because I mean, that shuts down. <laughs> yeah, the entire, I'm, I'm joking. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm joking. But I mean, I mean, how do you think then one would navigate having to explain to parents that don't get the nature of arts to them? Like, how do you think? I think I think what's important to to tell any parents or to explain or trying to reason with them is the importance of allowing their children to follow their dreams. Because a lot of what I've noticed, even in high school, is that those kids that were forced to do subjects that they really didn't want to do had heavy, heavy breakdowns. And I'm not just saying, oh my God, my parents don't want it. No, like <laughs> breaking down in the bottom, crying. Like doesn't know how to socialize anymore type of, I'm, I don't know myself anymore. I think it's important that you give your children that chance and, and whatever happens, happens. But I think explaining the importance of the arts as well, because our parents grew up listening to music. Our parents grew up watching TV, they wanted to be like so-and-so, you know what I mean? Our parents grew up, you know, they were dance competitions, they were plays, you know, those things, those things are the things that they actually talk about. When they tell you, when they tell you about what they used to do, it's always, yo, I was that girl and I did this style and I did that style. And I was modeling, you know what I'm I was saying? a modeler, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if that's what you remember, then why is the arts not valuable? You know what my thing is, or what I've come to learn about mm -hmm. our parents' fear towards the arts mm. is the financial fluctuations. But then you see, that's why I prefer to be proactive. Is that fine, my child, you can do arts, but you must also learn the business behind it. Otherwise, okay. you will definitely I mean, is that advice that you got from your parents? No, that's not advice that I got from them. I think it's because I've always been a business-orientated person. Okay. So I took dramatic arts as a subject, but I also took business. Okay. And currently, I'm also studying 
a business related art subject absolutely so I've, I've always known that listen i need to make money off of what i'm doing mm. that means i need to have the skills and the acumen to do so you know actually while you're saying that i'm just thinking about how perhaps there should be an accountability then on the department of education as mm. far as the curriculum goes mm, definitely the, the the creative or the arts curriculum should expand a little bit wider than definitely. just making the art exactly. but understanding you know the business expertise of it yeah exactly because when you understand the business expertise of the arts it goes beyond just yeah no you can make this art and then tourism mm. it's more than just tourism guys and you know what in high school <laughs> yeah you know in high oh. school the kids the kids that did art always had like random like a random subject yeah. that had nothing to do with what they At were doing all. yeah sad. So, so yeah so maybe that should be a compulsory it definitely should additive even in even in varsity not enough people know about the importance of the business they know Oguti, they need to talk to this person, yeah, Upradi is going to give me this mixtape and then blah, blah, blah. I'm going to put it on. It's going to be sampled at radio stations and then boom, blow up. Mm. Mm. That's not, that's hustling. I'm not, I'm not going against hustling, but you need to be street smart as well as business smart. Right. There's business behind hustling. Not enough hustlers know the business. Oh, them. that is so good. You need to say that slower into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying there's business behind hustling. Sure. And not enough hustlers know the business behind their hustle. Yo, that's, you know what? I, I'm good. We can shut this ah. one down. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Because, I mean, I'm learning something from that as well. Because mm. when, when one says, oh, I'm hustling or whatever the case may be, I think it's just a random selection what of peace it? jobs no, that you they're see, doing yeah problem. yeah you can be a freelancer great yeah you can be a freelance hustler that's you sharp do you know what it takes to run that hustle sure beyonce and jay-z are hustlers guys but are they, they really are though they know but they have business behind it yeah they have business behind it i think all of us as artists are hustlers because we know okay cool i need to know exactly where my next job is coming from I need to know, okay, that I'm going to work for, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that shop. That's a hustle, right? But you know the business behind it. Okay, cool. What am I bringing at the same time? Mm. Who am I talking to? What am I leveraging? Apart from leveraging, what's my next move? Mm. What am I investing in? Mm. Cool. I work for Amo. Amo gives me money. What do I do with that money? Mm. Sure. <clears throat> um, you know, the other day... I took the bus home mm -hmm. and I was having just, I was having random conversation with a friend of mine and she mentioned something or she mentioned a perspective that I never quite um, thought about or um, interrogated further than what it is or what mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And she just mentioned how just the nature of creativity and the arts is fashioned or only fully accessible to or to the white people. Okay. And for the black child, mm. you almost have to do so much more convincing when wanting to uh, pursue a career in the arts. In the arts. Okay. Yeah. So so so, what's your take on that? Okay. So if I'm understanding correctly, what you're saying is generally the white child is allowed to do arts because they come from a place of privilege, as with black people because or majority black people. Um, they are not allowed because it's like, okay, you're going to go and you're going to struggle and I can't deal with that because I'm working hard as a parent to get you out. And to make struggle. sure that you have a bright future. And and unfortunately, arts doesn't <laughs> You know what so, I mean? Yeah. So, so, okay. um, yeah, I mean, do you agree with that? I, I can agree that arts is definitely a privileged thing at the moment mm. because... Being, I think for me, seeing the amount of people that also take drama when I was in high school, I was like, wow, the class is majority white. Yeah. The rest of the black kids are taking physics and biology. And business. And business, you know. So it's like, yeah, my child. But it comes to, I think it comes with conceptions. But also because generally, if if you're in a place of privilege, even if you fall a bit, the chances of your parents helping you out are greater. Right. So maybe that's why parents on the black side are like, mm. I don't think so yeah. because I can't. I've 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 only saved up this far, or I can only support you until here. By the time you reach this age, maybe they have a plan for you already. By the time you reach this age, you need to support yourself, and that's that. So, hmm, I do also think that art, in its in its in the nature of its conception, you know, the European 
aspect or the European canon of what it means to be an intelligent person means that you know physics, you know maths, you know arts, you know fine arts, you know Picasso. You're well-spoken. You know, yes. you're well-spoken, na-na-na. And then black people, because we're, we, it's, 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 it's like, it's a it's a genetically thing. Right. It's a genetically inherent thing in white people to appreciate art. Right. Whereas with black people, we ain't never got time to appreciate art. In fact, our art comes out of struggle. So when you do, not all the time though, but when you do make art, maybe or when you want to make art, it's like what you're gonna be singing about Mama Diego, blah blah right. blah blah blah. You're gonna right. be, you know what I mean? Right. So I think it's that as well as that maybe because our art was used to fight. Mm. That when we do say, Mom, Dad, I want to make art, it's like, huh? Mm. But you're out of the struggle, my child. Go and be something else. How do we then challenge that system? Mm. How, how, how do we as black creators and black artists actively challenge the genetics of our perceptions around the art? Because we are inherently the black culture is inherently made up of arts and creativity and you you know what i mean very, very true. singing dancing oral narratives all thing. of it yeah. yeah so how do we actively challenge what the system has done and is still somewhat still trying to do because there's a lot of exclusion of mm. black creatives and artists from major corporations that's very true you know what i mean i think okay right now my understanding about exclusion mm. is purely because telling black narratives is tricky mm. as in for example a play that is about black african ways of life culture religion how we do things when we sing why are we singing what does it mean where you know what i'm saying when the mamas talk like this what does it mean the the media coverage won't be that high I've, under, I've come to understand only because for some reason when a black person starts to speak out about how proud they are of their culture or the real pain that they have, it's like, well, you're challenging me. Mm. You're attacking me. Just the realness of being black. The, the realness of being black. So pro-black means anti-white. Right. Which is what I understand why the reason of the corporations not wanting to support. Um... I do think that correcting the idea is a process of learning and unlearning. So we go to weddings, we sing, my God, it's great, it's beautiful. But what if they understood that this could be what people make music, what people make money off of? Mm. What if I'm the singer at your wedding? What if this could be part of my play? So is this to say that the only way that we can get to a, get to valuing the arts for what it is, is once we start showing the money the moolah the chunks no I don't because think it seems so. like yeah because it seems like and it's been coming up a lot in the conversations mm -hmm. that i've had about how once you once you start making money then you seem a little bit better off than the guy who is still an artist but is not making as much money okay. so is money the only thing that's keeping us from valuing mm -mm. i think i think it's actually because also another thing that i've come to realize i actually have a problem with is the fact that as artists we make art but we don't take it to the people who we say it's for oh that's so, a good one so if i say this this show is for abantu base white city and I put it on at the Joe Big Theatre, Nelson Mandela. How are they going to get there? There's Excess. a barrier of, first of all, transportation, Absolutely. safety, cost. Do you know what I mean? So if we really say we're making art for the people and we're trying to teach people, help them learn and unlearn, we should be proactive in that process. Okay, cool. We have this play about the people of White City. Let's go to a community hall in White City. Let's bring our lights. Do you think we're still... I think we are. I think we're still very, especially those of us who studied, mm. we're still very encapsulated in the theater. Yeah. So we're safe. <laughs> we're making safe work. Yeah. And we know that, actually, we don't know. But I mean, chances are we're not going to get an audience member that's going to challenge what we're putting out. Exactly. Because what's happening is that a, a critique will come and watch the show and they'll be like, oh, nice show. Mm. You know, what was the process behind it? But if it was meant for, you know, the 23-year-old guy in White City, 
chances of him coming to the theater and saying, no, actually, that's not that's my not reality, true. yeah, are very slim. So lack of research. Lack of research, Another lack of thing. research, yeah. But also intention. What do we mean when we make art? Um, I, I try to steer away from making art just for the sake of it. I mean, I know that that was a movement actually in Europe, art for the sake of art. But I don't think in this South Africa that we live in, in this world that we live in, with all the inequality that we have, especially in this country, I don't think making art for the sake of it is going to work. Even if the intention is to make somebody laugh and take them out of that pain that they live in, it must be, it must be meaningful. Sure. So is this to say we must... All be activists in our art. No, no, no. It's not to say that we must be activists. It's just to say that we mustn't... Okay, rather, not that we mustn't, but that it should be more about what your intention is. So this thing of being, oh, the theater, mm, mm." and then you make a play about somebody from White City. Why? If you were just going to blanket everything about them. Part of being an artist, remember we observe human beings. If you want to make an, an, a, a theater play about people in White City, you can't just research on Google. You need to go there. Do you know what I mean? If you want to reach out and really show people that life in the community is not what it is, who's your target audience? Shop, it's, the, it's white people from so-and-so area. Let's take it there then. But then let's also bring it home and then let's show people. Because another, I think another thing, maybe the, another reason why black parents are like, oof, is because not enough people are going to the communities and showing them that, listen, your narrative is on stage right now and it's a beautiful production. Yeah. And you resonate and you can succeed, black child. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think... I think it's maybe even even that. the success of black creatives is cut off from the communities. It so I, I say to my parents, yo, I'm going to go study the arts, but I'm doing it there in Joburg. I'm getting my success in Joburg. Everything is happening there and I'm not bringing it back Home. to show them that it, you exactly know, my point. yeah, these are the benefits of what I'm doing. Exactly my point. So, when of course, there's a disconnect. There is a disconnect. And we don't use the community halls, guys. There's so many community halls, eh? Mm. There's a lot. I'm not saying it must all go perform in community halls. <laughs> I'm, not poor theater. Do, I'm not saying it must all do poor theater. But let's let's also be those people that give back. Otherwise, why are we artists? I believe as an artist, you also have that thing that says, man, I want to... It's It's human. It's about humanity, right? So as an artist, I think it's because you have a, a, an inherent... Maybe not purpose, but maybe purpose, I don't know. But you have that thing that says, no, man, there's something about humanity that I want to reach out to. So you can't say then you're an artist or a creative artist or an artist creative, whatever, and then not want to deal with that aspect. Do you know what I mean? Let's go to the communities. You know what I mean? Like with a friend of mine, actually, he approached me the other day. He's like, yo, where I come from, not in, there's community centers with beautiful lights and blah, blah, but it's not being used. Those people also feel like they're a forgotten city. Why are we not taking initiative as artists, getting funding? Because people like the National Arts Council will fund you. If you go with the proper proposal and say, listen, I want to go to, again, White City. They have a community hall. I've, I've observed this and this and this about the city, and I feel like I could uplift them because there's also power in the arts in that way, is that you can help people to remember the value that they have as a community and the potential that they have to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do with this festival. I'm bringing four plays. I'm taking them to White City. We're also going to have workshops during the day. We're going to have vendors. We need this and this much money. Oh, they'll give it to you. They'll give it to you. I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from what you said is that art is fundamentally about humanity. It is. And it it seems like we've lost the essence of why we create and and where that, that inkling to create came mm. from. You know mm. what I mean? It's not about us. It's not about how many likes we got or exactly. how many audience members are in the theater. It's about yeah. telling a story. Exactly. And it's about affecting you know, the society at large. Exactly. Yeah. And who does it move? Does it move you first? Great. Okay. Who are you? Who else are you going to move? Because I feel also that, I mean, maybe not, it's not a mirror to be held up to society, but perspectives must be changed. People must be enlightened, you know? So, ah, uh, 
That, that, that's how I feel. That's why I'm just like... Sure, my babes, the director yes. of The Crucifixion <laughs> of Amakwikwa. 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 Yes, that's the word, my dad. Tell that's me, tell one. me, tell me. I mean, the title in and of itself is tense, it's darling. It's tell heavy. me more. Okay, so um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new work for me, but obviously it's a, it's a pre-existing work. I'm just the new director. So the, the name and the title was already there but in a nutshell it's about a very heavy social issue that we have i think in south africa in the world actually but i think closer to home god dang remember there was a time when girls would go missing there were abductions then so and so's body was found decapitated and all those things um it's around it's around such issues and in this community of batung uh, people are like, okay, cool. So our children Batum. are... Batum. I love that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so in this community of Batum, people are, are forever going... Okay, well, young children, young girls are forever going missing and nothing is being said. There's this chief who they are constantly trying to reach out to, but he's he's hearing them, but he's like, my people, my people, pula, pula. Listen, I'm trying so hard here. You know what I mean? But he's actually not. Um, so then they blame the witches in the community or they blame people who they think are witches in the community because one of them has got nice things and she's married to the chief. One of them is a barren woman who doesn't have kids, so maybe she took the kids. And as a result, at the end, they kill the kids. Um, not the kids, sorry, the witches. And still, kids go missing. The people that they think are responsible yeah. for the children that yeah. are going missing. Mm -hmm. It's funny because... You know, people that they perceive as witches are people who we would consider less than in the society, like mm. the barren woman mm. and what have you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a reality. It is. You know, uh, we would see the homeless guy in the street as lesser than. Of course. Because of his reality. Very true. So therefore, we consider him a witch. But it's also, I think it goes back to how we view people in society. So because you are lesser than, you are more susceptible to that crime. Mm. So if, if you are the homeless guy in the street, you definitely stole my car. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you're that barren woman, you don't have kids, you definitely took my kids. Mm. You're that woman who has who has uh, nice things, straight hair and blah, blah, blah. You definitely did something because this sheep is not helping us and he's your husband. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you're working with the movement RSA. Yes. They're doing some really amazing things. In fact, I should get them in studio. You should. I you should really get them should. in studio, yeah. Most definitely. What's that process been like? Um... Yeah. Let me let me actually just be a little bit more specific. Okay. Because you mentioned that it's a pre-existing work. So, I mean, how did it feel for you coming into, uh, you know, a story that had already been told a certain way for you to, right. to change that? Very true. Um, I think, okay, cool. Because we had like a meeting, like a sit down table meeting before any of the process started. And they explained to me... Um, what the story is, what they feel about it. They showed me like a snippet of what they had done with it. They explained to me its journey and all of that. Um, and then when we got to the the space, they were like, okay, cool, whatever you want. I was like, what? What do you mean? Whatever Blank I canvas. want. I hate that. No, no, no. I, I, I hated it, but I loved it. Look, it's scary. It's, I mean, I really hate scary. it in the sense that it's just like, oh my God. What do you mean? Yes. Do you know what I mean? And they, and, and they just allowed me. They were like, okay, cool. Whatever you want. You're the director. I'm like, hmm? What do you mean? I'm, I'm used to, I'm used to people who are going to maybe tell me what they want. Right. So that I can understand or rather what your intention is. Then for me to just go, okay, cool, I've read the script. I had this and this an issue with it. I had this and this a thought about it. So what was the process like then? The process was very liberating because I would get there because obviously I do plan rehearsals before time mm. in terms of like what exercises we would do and whatever and how we would talk and whatever so that when we get there, it's not just, hmm, I think we should do mm. this. Feel it out. You know, no, mm. mm -mm, I'm not feeling anything out. I, I won't bring my book full of research, but we will definitely have a structure. So we get there, we warm up, and then I'm like, okay, cool, let's play. Because it is it is the children, excuse me, are the base of the story. So I'm like, you know what, we're kids, let's play as kids. Right. So all of that playing, we spent a lot of time playing. 
And it's something that I'm also learning because I realized that in previous works that I've directed, the less I played, the more stiff they became. Amen. Somebody so, say glory. Yeah, glory. Hallelujah. I think playing is so important and not even just for actors. In general. But in general, because we become so stiff. rigid and, and stiff. And it's about the art. Exactly. We become so precious about it and we, we, we lose the, the, the funness. Essence. We lose exactly. the essence. Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, no, guys, it's just play. Trust me, we're just going to play. And I realized that when we actually started puzzling it together, they were like, oh, I remember when we played this game. And then they started bringing up a whole lot of things that we were playing with. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm. So that process was very rewarding and generous and scary more than anything. Because for me, it's like, it's like stepping into bigger shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to directing plays that are, you know, around my university vids, you know, right. and, and, and uh, maybe showing it to people who I know and, you know, having things like that. But this time I was like, okay, cool. You're on your own, babes. Yes. There's no co-directing. There's no advice here. There's no... So business. you have to make executive decisions. You know, and it's scary. It is quite scary. It's very scary because I'm like, wow, is this, is this you? Is this you, sis? Like, like it's, it's, you're in charge of crafting... An entire narrative. Dude. This is what you're presenting to an audience. Dude. You're like, ah, oh, guys, like, <laughs> uh, so I'm just thinking about it now because I, I directed a show mm. uh, last year or the year before last. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. And I mean, of course, going into it, I was very excited. But the entire time I just kept thinking, oh, my God, I am bearing myself. That's it. To the world Exactly um, And it's only you It's only me There's no one else to blame You know what I mean exactly. We think We think that Standing naked Is vulnerable Try creating a piece of art And yeah. showing it to people uh, By yourself Just you are the only one Who created it And tell me about vulnerability Thanks But there's a beauty in that Yeah There is No definitely Because yeah. whether Like with my parents Whether you pass or you fail You chose it right. So whether whether it's, it's Accountability Whether it's great or not you are the one who's going to reap it. Yeah. So for me, it's 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 definitely rewarding. It's definitely exciting because I'm finding my, I think, artistic voice, if I can call That's it that. That's beautiful. Because it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I know my process now. I'm getting to know my process for certain maybe styles of theater. I'm getting to know what I like and what I like saying and how I like speaking, you know, images and all those things. So it's, 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 it's rewarding in that regard. Why, why were you attracted to this story? Actually, if I can explain, the they approached me, so okay. I, I hadn't I hadn't known about the story. Before. So you've directed work before. Yes, they they approached me. One of the cast members saw a work that I had done with uh, Marcus at the Market Lab. Yeah, yeah. So it was the Tamu Writers Graduation that happened, um, and. I got a script, I got a call from Umpile Molusi and he was like, listen, come through, direct this play. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I directed that, it was shown. And then one of the cast members saw and they were like, hmm, I really, really like your style of directing. Mm. So then that's when they started um, reaching out to me and saying, no, listen, we really want to consider you, blah, 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 blah. And then we came here. But then looking at the story itself, once I had sat down with them and understood and read the script, I think what draws me into this is the idea of lack of accountability for the the wrongs that happen in society so sure for example children go missing sure children go missing it's it hits headlines for like two seconds and then bye do you know what i mean um people people are, people like being cut up and thrown into rivers and that's that um I don't know. There's there's a lot that's just going wrong and there's a lot that nobody's saying and there's a lot that we are hoping for from certain figures in our society and they're just not happening quick enough. So yes, we've definitely crossed the first barrier of yay, no more apartheid, but so-and-so has been waiting for their house for 25 years. What about that? What about that? When are we ever going to go and revisit that? Like this thing of missing girls, it was a huge craze. People are still going missing. People are still going missing. But because it's not hyped up, nobody is focusing on it anymore. Exactly. That's my biggest thing about, I suppose, 
hype mm. is that it you know it, it'll only be a thing for a moment mm. but once we feel like okay that's not important anymore we're going to shift our focus to the next thing but the sad thing that i've realized about south africa and hype is that it's caused us to be desensitized mm. towards such things so yes that girl got raped but oh another girl got raped oh, okay now we're just used to seeing it it's no longer <gasps> let's do something it's mm. oh okay this mm. girl was stabbed oh okay you know what I mean? Mm. The the biggest the biggest hype to come, but I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to invalidate anybody's struggles or anybody or anybody's pain, but like with the Cheryl Zondi issue, mm. everyone was there. Mm. But another a friend of mine had a problem with the fact that people who weren't talking about it when she was actually going through it, now suddenly they want to come when she's in the trial and hyper Cheryl Zondi Cheryl Zondi. But where were you when it was happening? Why didn't you help? Why didn't you try help us stop it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You wait until it's happened so that you can seem like a supporter. Mm. And then once it's done, okay, cool. And you're waiting for the next bad news. We live sure. in a country full of bad news as well. Yeah. So, What is your contribution then, my lady? In light of everything that we've just said, what is your <laughs> contribution to sort of shifting the society to a better place? My contribution... In terms of, okay, you mean like what I do and stuff? Yeah. I I really do have a heart for people. So currently, like I said, I am working with people who are trying to take better to the people who we say it's for. So that that is my contribution. But also... So taking the art to the people. Yeah, taking the art to the people. But also who we say it's for. Because mm. we all say this is about so-and-so who got raped or who got... I don't know who lost so-and-so, but we never take it to them. Mm. And that hurts me because then it's like, so then how exactly are you supposed to, how exactly do you expect to change the world if 10% of the country is well off and 90% is not, and only the 10% are well off for seeing it? It's like preaching to the saved. Do you know what I mean? So that that's one thing. Um, also, in my interactions with people, whenever I'm in the creative space, I do try to have chats um, about such things, but also... I think, again, bringing that heart for people because I think some people are also used to being maybe the artist child, also being neglected or being judged. It goes back to that comp competitiveness competition. I want to say competition. Um, just showing people another another side of the art that can be beautiful because art is beautiful and 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 making plays is fun. But and playing is and fun. And playing is fun, but we don't do it anymore because mm. of all of these politics. So I'm also trying to humanize the arts as well. Yo, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's... Oh, that's beautiful because we've mechanized it. Oh, yes. And it's funny because art is one of the industries that can never be um, mechanized. Mm, you, you, can never, you can never hire a machine to make art. Nope. You know what I mean? And that's how it's always, always been, been a human thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's always been a human thing. So, so bringing it back. Yeah. Caring. You know, yeah, being real, it's talking about real things and being open and okay with saying, you know what? Also, because we need to tell each other the truth. Mm. Listen, my friend, you did really well now, but I'm gonna be honest with you, it wasn't the best. And I'm not saying that out of place. I'm not saying that out of a place of malice. I'm saying it because I love you, and, and I want you to do. And better. I want you to do well. We don't have enough people that do that for us. And if you are, yes, as you are seen as some hater, right? Even if you say it's a place of love. Listen, I loved your show, but it could be da 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 da. -da. Some people take that as, well, she thinks she knows everything, or he thinks he knows everything, or oh, you think you're better, right? Do you know what I mean? I right. think it's also just telling each other the truth because otherwise, everyone else is gonna see it. And then when it flops, you're going to be like, how? Oh, but why didn't you tell me? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's be real like that as well. Right. Do you find that being a black female director, shout out, shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> are there some tensions there? I mean, what's, what's the story there? Black female director. Yeah. I mean, female directors is something I'm used to now. Okay. I think it's also because maybe I only started seeing female directors. Locally or internationally? Locally. So when I was still, I don't know, I'm mentioning names here today. Hey? Name drop, girl. Okay. When I was still at AFTA, the first female directors that I knew about were Momo Matsunyane and right. Kujo Green. Right. So I've, oh, I've, always, I've always known about female directors. You can't directors. just say female directors. Like, these are like... 
legend. That's what I'm These saying. These are bosses. No, but that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then I came to I came to know other people who became my friends, uh, who are also female directors. Like, so they're visible. So they are visible. Oh, so I've, but I I've, I've so never important. I've never been like, oh, directing is a male dominated thing because for me, even in my directing class, we are ninety percent female. Even all week, this past this past January at Vids was all female. So I'm used to female directors. Black female director, I don't know yet. I think may, it depends on the context of working. So if you are working with male directors and you come in as a female director, say your job is to be a co-director with a male director and then one of the male directors is a choreographer. So a director of choreography like that. Sorry, not photography. Um, then it becomes tricky because then it's like, oh, like, what is she saying? You know what I mean? Because then it's like, ah, but you see, we have a vision. I, other than that, I don't think it's difficult. I don't think it's difficult. I think it's just being yourself as a female director. But also... You know, the entire time you're talking, I'm just thinking about how females are inherently creators mm. in the sense that we have wombs that oh, yes. hold yeah, 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 and yeah. mold yeah. and bring forth. Mm-hmm. So if there's anyone I believe is suited for directing and crafting, mm. I really do think it's women. I think so too. I yeah? can agree with you. So shout outs to you for thank you honing <laughs> and bringing forth thank you you know uh, these beautiful creations. I'm mm. I'm so excited for your theater production. You're on at the Joburg Theater. Oh yes, it's not a once off run. No, it's not a once off run. Um, I can't tell you about the next. Okay, but when it comes out, I'll be sure to 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 put a word in, and then maybe you'll bring it up. Definitely, and we'll definitely put it out on the page. Please and thank you. So something that we always do on Art as Culture is ask for a creative forecast. Okay. Um. So <laughs> everyone always gets so Ooh. tense when I ask for that. No, what just uh, mean? I mean, where do you think we're at? Where do you think we're going? Um. Is it, you know, are artists, should artists be excited? Uh, is it a great time to be an artist? I mean, where are you at and okay. what do you think the rest of the creatives, artists should be looking forward to? Where we are at as artists, I think is beautiful space to be in because there are beautiful big scale fringe productions that are being put out. People are just in a space of making and making and making and making, which is gorgeous. Um, creatively, uh, what do we should we look out for as artists, as a collective? We should look out for each other's works because all these works are being made and we're not supporting each other. That's problematic. Um, as an artist myself, who who is creative, <laughs> I I'm also in a space. I'm a space of learning myself as an artist. So definitely, do look forward to more. Yes. Um, be it. Uh, the crucifixion of Amat Kwechat again yes. or a new production altogether, I am in the space of asking questions. So be prepared for a lot of, not confrontation, but real chats about real issues, be it relevant to the first year university kid who's 19 or somebody else who's in their late 20s. Be prepared. Um, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. Good woman. Thank you. Thank you for your energy. <laughs> Thank you for coming through. Thank you. It's you know, pleasure. my instincts are to ask you to close us. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no. To just close us. I can see you're live there. So Listen. that would be a treat for your followers as well. I mean, yes. 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 Shout outs to them. Shout, Shout outs out. to you. 